Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, CNN politics editor at large and host of CNN's new podcast, Downside Up. I'm in for David Chalian today, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, October 13th. The January 6th House Select Committee held its final hearing before the midterms, and here's what was covered. President Trump had a premeditated plan to declare that the election was fraudulent and stolen before Election Day, before he knew the election results. Usually we start episodes like this with how events like this began, but today we'll start with how this one ended. Today was technically a formal committee business meeting instead of a hearing. That was so the committee could hold a vote. What on? Well, they voted to subpoena Donald Trump to cooperate with the committee's investigation. We are obligated to seek answers directly from the man who set this all in motion. And every American is entitled to those answers so we can act now to protect our republic. So what did the committee cover today? They focused on evidence showing Trump was planning on declaring victory as early as July 2020, regardless of the actual election results. The committee broke down an email from a Trump advisor, Tom Fitton, in October 2020 with a draft statement declaring victory in the election. The draft prepared statement sent to Trump aides Molly Michael and Dan Scavino on October 31st, 2020 declared, quote, we had an election today and I won. It also emphasizes that only the votes, quote, counted by the election day deadline would matter, even though the former president was aware that vote counting would lawfully continue past election day. The panel played clips from Trump allies and former advisors Roger Stone and Steve Bannon, who both alluded to these plans for Trump to declare victory, even if that wasn't the case. I really do suspect it would still be up in the air. But when that happens, the key thing to do is to claim victory. I should the Lord and let's get right to the violence. That's what I'm <laughs> And what Trump's going to do is just declare victory, right? He's going to declare victory. And, but and that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just going to say he's the winner. If Trump is losing mm. by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, mm. it's going to be even crazier. Trump, if Biden's winning, mm. Trump is going to do some crazy shit. Two former aides to former Vice President Mike Pence also tried to insulate their boss from that possible announcement. Former counsel Greg Jacob told the committee that he was alerted to the plans by Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, on November 3rd, 2020. Mark had indicated to me that there was a possibility that there would be uh, a declaration of victory uh, within the White House that some might push for. Uh, and this is prior to the election results being known. The committee obtained a memo Jacob sent to Short after that conversation you just heard that said in part, quote, it is essential that the vice president not be perceived by the public as having decided questions concerning disputed electoral votes prior to the full development of all relevant facts. They got the memo from the National Archives. Committee member and Republican Adam Kinzinger pointed out that Trump said he won the election publicly, but privately he was acting and doing things that suggested he knew he had lost. President Trump knew the truth. He heard what all his experts and senior staff were telling him. He knew he had lost the election, but he made the deliberate choice to ignore the courts, to ignore the Justice Department, to ignore his campaign leadership, to ignore senior advisors, and to pursue a completely unlawful effort to overturn the election. Take a listen to what former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, former White House Communications Director Alyssa Farah, and former Mark Meadows aide Cassidy Hutchinson told the committee in their depositions. So we're in the Oval and there's a discussion going on. 
and the president says, I think it's, it could have been Pompeo, but he says words to the effect of, yeah, we lost, we need, we need to let that issue go to the next guy, meaning President Biden. I remember maybe a week after the election was called, I popped into the Oval just to like give the president the headlines and see how he was doing. And he was looking at the TV and he said, can you believe I lost to this effing guy? Mark raised it with me on the 18th. And so following that conversation where the motorcade ride driving back to the White House, and I said, like, does the president really think that he lost? And he said, you know, a lot of times he'll tell me that he lost, but he wants to keep fighting it. And he thinks that there might be enough to overturn the election. But, you know, he, he pretty much has acknowledged that he that he's lost. Trump also wanted to order the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan before he left office. Evidence the panel presented as proof Trump was acting as if he had lost. Here's what General Milley said he thought at the time. It is odd. It is non-standard. It is potentially dangerous. I personally thought it was militarily not feasible, nor wise. The committee said December 2020 was a turning point in Trump's thinking about the election. After the Supreme Court rejected a lawsuit challenging the election, a former White House aide, Hutchinson, told the panel how she recalled Trump reacted. Then, you know, the president's just raging about the decision and how it's wrong and why didn't we make more calls and you know, just this typical anger outburst at this decision. So he had said something to the effect of, I don't want people to know we lost, Mark. This is embarrassing. Figure it out. We need to figure it out. I don't want people to know that we lost. Kinzinger also unveiled an email from a member of the Secret Service that said, quote, Just FYI, POTUS is pissed. Breaking news. Supreme Court denied his lawsuit. He is livid now. It was part of a trove of new information that the panel received from the agency in the months after. The panel presented video footage of Trump making public statements in December 2020 and January 2021 about Dominion voting machines and juxtaposed it to facts from former Attorney General William Barr. In addition, there is the highly troubling matter of Dominion voting systems. In one Michigan county alone, 6,000 votes were switched from Trump to Biden, and the same systems are used in the majority of states in our country. I went into this and would, you know, tell them how crazy some of these allegations were and how ridiculous some of them were. Uh, I'm talking about some of them's like, you know, more votes, more absentee votes were cast in Pennsylvania than there were absentee ballots requests. You know, stuff like that it was just easy to blow up. There was never there was never an indication of interest in what the actual facts were. You're probably familiar with Trump saying this to Georgia's Secretary of State on January 2nd, 2021. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. That's not new, but this is. Hutchinson told the committee last month in another deposition how Meadows reacted to that phone call. I remember looking at Martin, I said... Mark, you can't possibly think we're going to pull this off. Like, that call was crazy. And he looked at me and just started shaking his head. And he was like, no, Cass, you know, he knows it's over. He knows he lost. But we're going to keep trying. There's some good options out there still. We're going to keep trying. The hearing also focused on showing evidence that violence was planned before January 6th, which has been a through line for these hearings. The committee obtained a new text message sent on December 30th, 2020, from a top Trump aide, Jason Miller, to Meadows, saying, quote, I got the base fired up. 
alleging the Trump administration knew there was violent rhetoric that existed before January 6th. Miller also shared with Meadows a link to a pro-Trump webpage that had hundreds of threatening comments about killing lawmakers if they went ahead with certifying Biden's victory. New Secret Service emails and text messages revealed agents spotted numerous guns in the crowd the morning of January 6th before Trump was set to speak at the Ellipse. Committee member Adam Schiff said that the intelligence indicated multiple online users were targeting members of Congress and instructing others to, quote, start marching into the chambers. General Milley also told the committee he remembered being warned about a potential attack on the Capitol by former Deputy Secretary of Defense David Norquist in early January 2021. So during these calls, I only remember it in hindsight because he was almost like clairvoyant. Um, Norquist says during one of these calls, the greatest threat is a direct assault on the Capitol. I'll never forget it. This meeting was the first time the panel presented evidence since July and takes place against the backdrop of the coming midterms. The clock is ticking for the committee, where its very existence is under threat if Republicans do end up taking control of the House, as is widely expected. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want more of me and my political analysis, subscribe to The Point newsletter. And don't forget to check out my new podcast, Downside Up, where I explore with journalists, experts, and forward-thinking futurists how small changes in the status quo could change our world completely. The latest episode is out now, and it's entitled, What If Dogs Had Never Been Domesticated? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode of this podcast tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.